But I loved him, and I knew, you know, I wanted to fly right, too. So anyway, so I ended up breaking up with him because I wanted to go and, and exercise a different relationship. Look how she framed those words. Sound like Jada Pinkett <laughs> on Red Table Talk. I want to exercise a different relationship. You want to be with this other dude. You left him to be with this other dude. Yes. Okay. Well, but not, not necessarily exercise. be with another dude, but just experience to and entertain exercise, another Yeah, dude. exactly. So yeah. exercise, experience, entertain, it's all the same. Yeah, you're talking about exercise. I never imagined my journey would inspire people all over the world. Hello, my name is Nema and I'm from Zambia. So I love the Dear Future Wifey podcast. For me to see people being so real, so honest, and so true about the real situations in life. Hey, I'm Natalie from Belgium and I would like to, to say thank you. I value your content because it is Christ-centered. You have set a standard in love. Dear Future Wifey Podcast has um, opened my understanding. I highly recommend that everyone, whether you're single, you're married, you're divorced, you're widowed, everyone to go follow this podcast. Continue with me as I discover, uncover, and recover love. I'm Latera Sar Whitfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Latera Sar Whitfield. Listen, if you haven't subscribed to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast, make sure you do so. Share it with your friends and family. Hit that notification button so you'll be notified when we release other videos. So stop shacking with me and go ahead and subscribe and make a commitment. Listen, I am so excited to have today's guest on the podcast. This is my homie. She toured with me in one of my plays, Issues. We all got them. Uh, you may have recognized her on the of season three of American Idol. She was the fourth runner up. That was a season that um that who won that year? Fantasia. Fantasia. Fantasia did win. Okay, yeah. yeah. And Jennifer Hudson was on that season too. Yeah, sure yeah. was. So that was the that was the season. After that season I stopped watching. Me hey, that's too. my that's my confession because that's when it was extremely dope. They had some dope, dope vocalists on that season. Um, but she was also um, she toured with Color Purple. Uh, she was nominated for NAACP for the Broadway tour as the character Nettie. She killed it. I saw that production. And she was also, uh, she won an ovation award for the Los Angeles uh, run of the show, but she played the character Suge Avery. Uh, so, yeah, she, she, she did the doggone thing. You may have seen her in Tyler Perry's Madea on the Run. She and I reconnected when she did Redemption of a Dog starring... Uh, the infamous Snoop Doggy Dog. She has a solo album coming out, and so make sure y'all look for that due to release this spring. Well, without further ado, welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast, my homie, Latoya London. Thank you, thank you. I love the applause. <laughs> you should be used to it. You should be used to it because you. We never yeah. get used to it. I know it. I know it. Yeah. You never want to get used to it. That's true. That's true. So, Toya. Yes. <clears throat> You know, on the Dear Future Wifey podcast, we keep it lit. Mm -hmm. We live intensely and transparently. And so during our conversation that we had um, during the run of Redemption of a Dog, uh, I was out there shooting it and we were sitting in the uh, at craft services. And I said, what's going on? What's the update? And you are in the midst of a divorce. Mm -hmm. So we're going to call this episode Single Again, mm -hmm. single again. I get a lot of people who inbox me asking how do they navigate once been married or even been in a relationship and now enter into this interesting world of singledom and how to navigate, whether you're on dating sites, all this stuff. They feel like they have been thrust into a very, uh, well, uncharted waters because singleness looks different now. Um, so you're single again. Yep, I just wrote a song about it in my head. I don't know if y'all saw me moving. <laughs> moving. <laughs> single again. There so, it is. You know, there it know. is. Don't take, there. don't steal that. Don't, right? Okay, all right, all right. We're going to put a track it's to not, it. Yeah, I'll copyright it. <laughs> Co copyright it just, just now. Just right there in your head. <laughs> yeah. You just, just did it real quick. Uh -huh. It's mine. <laughs> so single again. Told you single again. Um, you've been married twice before, yes. right? Uh, your well, once before. Once before? This is my second divorce. Your second divorce? Yeah. So I said you've been married twice before. You said once before. Well, I didn't want to make it seem like this was my third. 
Well, no, no, this is just. <laughs> it just didn't sound right. It didn't sound Paris. right. Well, that's, to, that's, well I'm sorry it. if I sound that's what it is. You've been married <laughs> twice, okay, and you've been divorced twice. Accept that. That's the first part of healing is to accept the fact. That's true. Okay, but can I can I can I say face? Go ahead, say face okay. real quick. But it was 16 years in between. Okay, that's married? good. Yeah. That's good. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and there, in your first marriage, you were at the tender age of what? 21. Mm, 22. 22. Yeah. 22 years old. Yeah. So uh, what made you get married at such a young age? You know, oh, all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. So, um, you know, we were dating. Yeah. And first of all, how we got together was under the wrong circumstances, you know. And that's one thing I want to say. When you get into a relationship, everything should be clear. Like no other relationships that are being cut off because of the new relationship that's and good. all that stuff, right? Um, though he was not married, however, he had a situation and he didn't clear that up completely. You know what I mean? So right. anyway, so we get together and um uh, we're dating. I'm growing to like him. I, I wasn't like fully like, oh, you know, but he was doing so much and being there um, for me at that time. My dad had just passed and stuff. So it was just like, OK, yeah, this guy is he was nice, you know. And so he was there for me. And then the baby mother, you know, she she was she was mad, <laughs> you know, so she, you know, um, Things happen where, you know, he wanted more time with his kids, but he wasn't married. And so um, he had to be married in order to get that time. So I took it upon myself since we had already been talking about marriage. I said, well, let's get married then. Meet me at the altar. Right. We went ahead and got married. And, um, you know, so it was just under the wrong reasons. It was rushed. And um, I was young. And, um, yeah, you know, the values weren't, weren't all the way there. How long did that marriage last? Two years. Two years. We were together four total. Together four. And so you got divorced around what, the age of 24? Mm-hmm. 24. My daughter is embarking upon marriage at this age. And, yeah. and so I try to stay out of that. I, you know, she asked me, do you think I'm too young to get married? And I was like, this is your journey. Yeah. Because you just don't know. Like a lot of people, um, especially our parents or our parents' parents, they got married at young ages and they – a lot of them stay married for 30, 40, 50 years or whatnot. Very true. Uh, so I try to let people walk out their own journey. I thought I was old enough to get married at 28, and I stayed married uh, two weeks shy of 10 years. Okay. And so, uh, <laughs> I was just about to say two weeks. <laughs> no, no, that would be jacked up. I stayed married for two weeks. <laughs> right. But no, that would have been terrible. But, but they've no. been together since? Since high school. Yeah. Yeah, when those things went to college together, uh, just been building their life together during the, the formative years, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's special. Yeah. I just say, do the work, get counseling, make sure that you are an advocate for counseling mm-hmm. and therapy, premarital counseling and keep a marriage counselor on deck. Absolutely. Because as you continue to evolve and get older, that you change that, that, that 18 year old girl that um, her fiance Tay met, when she, oh at, at seventeen at seventeen years old that, no they met in middle school oh they met in middle school but I wouldn't let my daughter date until yeah. she got like in high school like her senior year or something like that yeah. uh, but I think she used to sneak off and be like I got a boyfriend and I would find out when she was in the room crying I was like what's wrong so that's why I told you, you shouldn't have a boyfriend <laughs> uh, but the different stages you know you do change you exactly. evolve you yeah. evolve so you're not going to be the same person I hope you're not the same person when you're 30 as you were when you were 20 right uh, and definitely not when you're 40 or 50 so uh, but if you get a purpose partner and you're able to evolve with each other and, is, and y'all growing together and risk the urge to grow apart, mm-hmm. then you're, you're growing healthy, yeah. healthy. So yeah. that's, that's what I say. But I say, Hey, that's your journey. Do what you do. Yeah. But Toya, mm-hmm. so you 16 years later, you decide to do it again. Yes. And, um, I'm about to say how'd that work out for you? How, you <laughs> how, that, how that did, how that was. Uh, yeah. Um, we were uh, together six years total, um, and married four. Six years total and married four. Okay. Yeah. Um, and y'all, was this somebody in the industry or? No. So, so you normally don't go after or guys don't go after you guys are in the industry? Um, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they have. Um, but I'm the type, you know, I don't just, you know, get with someone just because of your status. Right. You That's know, good. Who you are. So um, it has to be something, you know, it just has to be a certain type of attraction, like the just unspoken, you know, attraction, a genuine, yeah. you know, something genuine. So, yeah. 
And so you met him. How long did y'all know each other before y'all decided to say I do? Oh, well, I mean, we got together. Uh, we didn't, I mean, you know, of course, when we first met, we didn't know each other before we met. But um, we dated for two years before we got married. And when you started dating him, did you already have purpose in your mind? Were you dating with purpose at the time? I was. I was dating with purpose. I mean, at, during that time, um, I thought I, you know, knew who I was. I was still growing, honestly, because yeah. I'm completely different now, you know, six years later. Um and I've gone through some things that um, have catapulted me into self-discovery. <laughs> It'll know? do it for you, boy. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, at that time, though, yeah, I thought, you know, I, I really wanted that. I wanted, um, especially, you know, after that 16-year gap of just, you know, being by myself and, and dating here and there. But, yeah, you know, I was at that age where I was ready to settle down and have a family and, and be someone's wife and cook and and just have that 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 white picket fence type of life. So you, you want know? kids? I do. Mm-hmm. How many kids you want? Let's see, I wanted four when I was uh, younger, but now two will do. So six years ago, were you saying that you want y'all discuss having kids and all that stuff and said mm-hmm. you want to have kids? Yeah, and, we yeah. wanted to have kids. Too. And you still want to have kids? Yeah. I still want to, you know, be married one day. One day? Yeah, I would still do it again. You'll do it again? Yeah. That's interesting. And, and and I'm proud of you. A lot of times when people go through especially painful divorces, I don't know how painful your divorce was, but any type of divorce, if you actually cared anything about the person, there's a separation and it hurts. Um, but a lot of times we get gun shy and we go, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to feel that again, but uh, I have to commend you to be able to say, you know what? No, let me ask you this. What is the value of marriage? For me, the value of marriage is stability. It is security, um, safety. Uh, yeah. And for me, you know, I, I value those things. Um, you know, coming home, you, you kind of just know what you're getting. <laughs> you hope to know. Right. You know, if you got somebody that's consistent in your life, you know what you're walking home to, and hopefully it's a pleasant surprise. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so. so you're kind of old-fashioned in your I am. In your, Okay. I'm very traditional. Where did you grow up? Oh, Oakland, California. So you're from Oakland. All Oak right. Oakland, yeah. You're from Oaktown. Inside O. So they have like really traditional beliefs because normally the way that you come off, it seems like you're, you're, you're a Southern girl. I know, right? No. And so, uh, yeah, Oakland is not full of traditional beliefs, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, and you know what? It's, it's a trip because I didn't get this way initially. You know, I wasn't this way when I was younger. You know, um, I didn't really know. Like I said, what my standards were, what my boundaries were, or what I really, who I was, you know. Um, but through just living and, and evaluating things and really going within yeah. and finding what's comfortable for me and what matters to me, I have found that I am a traditional woman. I do believe that we have our roles. And, you know, I think that. All women, all people, period, should have their thing. We are individuals coming together and sharing a life together, right? I do not believe that your whole life should be encompassed in your partner because you will lose yourself. Totally. You know, so... So um, I'm an individual with with my dreams, hopes, aspirations, and all that stuff. And But I do believe that, um, you know, I would like to cater and... um, you know, in what do you call it? Um, submit. Mm-hmm. I do believe in that, but in a way that is still respectful and this and it's reciprocated. You know what I mean? Um, so what what does submission look like? I know a lot of times in the modern day world, a lot of women shy away from that world that word. I believe that because men haven't been, they haven't used that term from a healthy perspective. Right. Uh, it's more of a subservient. slave type of way and that's not what submission truly is um so what do you see it as um i believe that women we have a femininity that it goes unspoken we just have to be and be in our feminine space and that is sweet that is communicative um, so being submissive is for me, it's just, um, I don't know, it, it's just being there, it's being supportive, it's um, 
being his 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 rock when he needs it. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, how, how can I explain that? Yeah, so it was definitely like not oh, <laughs> obeying in a sense, you know, because you don't want somebody to lead you right into a ditch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What about we look at it like from like running the quote unquote household when you say submission? I think we rule quietly, you know what I mean? And and not in a way where we just keep everything inside. Absolutely not. But not from a place where I'm challenging you as a man. I'm I'm a lion around the house. I'm hollering and I'm, you know, uh, uh, nagging and things like that. No, that's not how we get what we want. You know what I mean? You lead what do they say? You catch bees with honey, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and I'm not saying that this is an easy thing to do, but you just have to be mindful as, as a woman, um, especially if, if that's not what you're used to, or if you haven't had, um, you know, those examples, you know what I mean? Women of today, you know, we've been bred to be independent, to, to be on the same level as men and, and <laughs> argue with them and, yeah. you know, even want to fight them. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like we could beat y'all up. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, it, it's I think there's a role. There's roles and we just have to stay in our feminine. And when we do that, we will get so much further with our men. Now, you can't a man is going to be what he's going to be. Of course. Like if he's a cheater, he's I don't care how sweet, subservient, and, and all that he's stuff, gonna he's gonna do what he's gonna do, and you just quietly do what you gonna do. Leave. Yeah. That doesn't mean match what he's doing, but, but you do the right thing and you just bounce. Exactly. You know what I mean? Very quietly, nicely. It's gonna be the worst pain he'd ever feel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if you and you yeah. that's gonna give him an excuse to keep on. And and a reason to see that's why yeah, that's, a that's why I was doing yeah. what I was doing because you don't know how to talk to me and do, you know what I mean no don't uh, don't give them no ammunition or way yeah, out yeah just just leave peacefully and quietly and let him sit in his mess and shoot him the deuce yeah you haven't always been like this we had a conversation where in your younger years you had a little savage in you I did and, and, and let's talk about that. I was what? savage. You was mm. Classy, Classy, bougie. bougie. Right, not bootsy, I'm tripping. That's, a, that's such an Oakland word. It was bootsy, though. That was real bootsy. Bootsy? Oh, yeah. What, so, what, so what did bootsy bougie, mean? Bougie, ratchet. Bootsy means, um, like, whack or bootsy. Uh, just, uh, oh, what did bootsy mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 I don't know. Um I don't know if like you saw some shoes that you didn't like. Man, them shoes is boosy, you know. Or oh, he he hella boosy. We always say hella. Like he just he yeah. black. He ain't he he's you know boosy. Yeah, that's hard, hard to explain. Yeah. So in your savage days, <laughs> what happened? You shared a story with me, and I said, "Oh wow, can you please share that?" Uh, hmm, you was dating a guy. Was you was dating a guy. Oh yeah. Okay. So I broke up with someone. In my savage days, mm-hmm. thought that I was ready for a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, really, really loved and liked this guy. Was very infatuated, and I broke up with him because there were things that I was doing within my life that he didn't agree with. Right, um, and and so I've so that was kind of like a disconnect because I just you know I wanted to do what I wanted to do without anybody telling me and controlling me you know what I'm saying so but I loved him and I knew you know I wanted to fly right too so anyway so I ended up breaking up with him because I wanted to go and and exercise a different relationship that's how she framed those words sound like Jada Pinkett (laughs) on Red Tabletop I want to exercise a different relationship you want to be with this other dude (laughs) you left him to be with this other dude Yes. Okay. Well, but not Go not necessarily be with another dude, but just experience to entertain exor- another. Yeah, dude. exactly. So yeah. exercise, experience, entertain is all the same. Yeah, you're talking about exercise. <laughs> ain't never no woman says I want to <laughs> go exercise with Latarius. What is that? You want to well, now that's a new fitness? word you can use. Yeah, yeah. change that out with entanglement. <laughs> we're gonna say exercise. We're gonna go exercise. We were exercising. <laughs> we were exercising our relationship. <laughs> But it's crazy. Yeah. All right. And so you so you tried to entertain this other guy, well, mm-hmm. exercise this relationship with this other guy. Yeah. And then how'd that work out? It did, did not. <laughs> um, and, you know, I ended up wanting to be back with my other situation. The nerve of me. 
The nerve. And what you say to the, the other situation? Uh, the the one that I was trying to leave. No, yeah, yeah. You, Wait, you came back to him. You came back to him and said what to him? Oh, I was just like, you know, uh, I downplayed everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he ended up finding out. He found, like, something that the person bought me. And he was like, how'd you get this? And I'm like, oh, I bought it. He was like, yeah, toy, yeah, right. And I'm like, no, I did. And finally, I was just like, oh, okay. They bought it for me. He was like, what would you have to do for, for him to buy you this? <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> so, but the nerve of me, right? And so we tried to make it work. He could not get past the fact that of what happened. Um, I wanted him to hurry up and get over the hurt yeah. because I was ready to move on. You know what I mean? Just and so, get over it. Right. So I wasn't, I wasn't having enough empathy for him and a patience for his time mm-hmm. of of processing it and, and accepting it and, and moving through that. You know what I mean? And so um, then we got to a place where he just couldn't, he couldn't move forward with yeah. me. And so I, you know, I had to let it go. And because I really did care about him, I really did, but I just was so selfish. And I would even say, heck, I had narcissistic tendencies, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And so um, I, uh, yeah, he moved on and I had to sit with, wow, like hurting him hurt me. And also. I want want to talk about that. Go ahead, say that. That's good. And also. I had to do some soul searching because I was like, LaToya, what is it within you that even like made you do that? And that wasn't necessarily the, I wouldn't say it was the first time or anything, but it was just not the first time that I had done any type of like self-sabotaging. And so I had to really go within and, and, and look in the mirror and say, what is going on with you? What is it that you're lacking? What is it that you're needing or having to be validated by? Like, what, what's going on? And so um, I knew, I started to discover what it is, and it was like, ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. you know, oh, uh, and I had no counseling for this. This was just me, myself, Internal. and I. Internal. And then um, I Are you willing to share what it was? Uh, no. <laughs> it's private. <laughs> Okay. She said, nope. <laughs> y'all can get some things, but y'all can't get everything. You're going to find out why yeah. she was broken. <laughs> That's good, though. Yeah. And um, and so I knew what type of person I wanted to be. And and so I, I prayed. It was literally a, a journey with me and God. And I would pray on it. I would pray. And then I would start to live like that I, ch- I chose to make the the decisions, you know what I mean? In situations where I could have done this, I chose not to, and I did this. You know, I just chose to do the right things within my relationships and within my life. And then when I started to date again, I was the best girlfriend ever, but I kept meeting duds. I kept yeah, meeting guys. My pick was off. Yeah, my pick was off. So, so let me tell you this real quick. People, people throw this word narcissism around a lot, and it's been the buzzword of 2020, it seems. Um, narcissism, first of all, you didn't have narcissistic tendencies because um, a narcissist lacks empathy. That's the number one basis of a narcissist. They lack empathy. They can stab you and not feel any remorse for it. Well, and so the fact <laughs> you say you're a sociopath. That's a sociopath. No, that's a narcissist. <laughs> the narcissist lack empathy. When yeah, you when you say it. when you say stuff like and then I begin it, it hurt me to hurt him. Yeah. A narcissist would never say right, that. It's right. impossible. they they right. don't even know. They're gonna say it's your fault. By any means it's, necessary. It's your fault yeah. why you are hurt. Right. And you're like, how's it my fault that I'm hurt? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they will blame you for everything they did to mm-hmm. you. You the one that made me do that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um because you, you, you mentioned something we'll talk about shortly um, about the four D's, which those four D's, when you said that on the phone when we did our pre-interview, that's narcissistic. That's the basis of narcissists. Yes. And um, and we're going to give people, um, hey, do you want to find an interesting way to talk about that when we do that is to actually do some little role playing. Yeah, we're going we're gonna, gonna, to gonna tap into our, our, our world of acting. Okay. Um, but yeah, when you said that, you said I went and did some soul searching and I did all that. 
That is that is the opposite of what a narcissist <laughs> would do. They take pride in winning. We had somebody in the White House, and I say had because he's about to be gone. Uh, you know, Donald Trump is a classic narcissist. When you watch Donald Trump in interviews, you'll hear him say something, and you can play back what he said and say, but Donald, you said this. He'll be like, I didn't say. you like, that, that was you that just said that. How can you deny what you just said? You know, and they, he just will not take accountability for anything that he says. And so, um, first of all, I commend you for doing the soul search and to have the empathy to say, I hurt him and to watch me watch what I inflict on someone else to cause them emotional hurt. Now I got to go work on me because I don't want to leave a trail of broken hearts, you know, behind me that I got to do. And then you did the work, internal work that people don't understand what was the catalyst of it. And I'm glad that you, you know, you're protecting that to say, no, this is some brokenness that happened in my life that I had to go look back and say, all right, let's, let's, let's figure this out. And then you became better. And, um, Oftentimes people get bitter from situations and not better. And so you evolved and said, now I'm the best girlfriend you ever have. But the problem is because you're empathetic towards people that now you're choosing other people that you're trying to fix. Yes. Well, let me tell you Ooh, something, girl. Let me you tell you better something. Speak. What, a, what a collection plate. Man, let me tell you something. And that's what happens because now you're going, now you're starting to see the brokenness in other people because you recognize the brokenness in you and now you feel subconsciously that you can heal them. Yes. And then you find I yourself your getting potential. broken. Man, let me tell you something. Ooh, I see his well, potential. Yeah. I see, ooh, I can fix that. Oh, that, that really didn't, you know, mean that. Maybe it was this and I can love you past your own idiosyncrasies I can I can love you past your 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 pain that you've been through and I can help you if Mm, I I love you enough I can fix you 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 believe that you believe that your love is so powerful that you can fix people exactly and the only person that possessed that love was Jesus Christ he said Mm. for God so loved the world that he gave and so we have a tendency to try to do that and we sacrifice ourselves and God said I never told you to sacrifice yourself (laughs) listen I did that I want to keep that one I want to be the sacrifice now I don't need you trying to replace me and we oftentimes put ourselves in these sacrificial situations and then we find ourselves broken and beat up and then we go I don't know what happened guys I never meant for you to do that (laughs) but you but then you said it was me yeah I had had nothing to do with that God brought us together. I had nothing to do with that. I told you, wait, (laughs) be patient, direct them, point them towards me, let me heal them, and you be patient enough to let me do the process, but you jumped in and you tried to be the Savior. Be patient enough to let me reveal to you that this is not the one for you. There it is. You said something so profound when um, we were talking, catching up, and you've coined this thing called the four Ds. Yes. And it was so impactful to me that I would love for you to share this with uh, with our listeners and our viewers. What are the four D's? The four D's are uh, defend, deflect, deny, diminish. And these four D's are applicable to what? Um, these are just characteristics of people um, that do one of the four. You know, when you come to them with some type of grievance or wanting to, you know, express something that maybe bothered you or um, um, that you wanted to even just, you know, shed some light on, you know, to try and help them to see themselves, you know, um, they will either defend it, they will deflect from it, they will diminish it. Or they're straight out deny it. See, I don't think people really understand it. So, so Toya, I know you saw him in the world as your director when we toured with Issues We All Got Them. But you didn't know that prior to me being a director, I used to be an actor. So I used to, I used to do a lot of community theater here in Dallas and uh, was privileged to have a lot of great reviews in the Dallas Morning News about right. my performances as an actor. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and dust off my acting chops. Yes. And we're going to go ahead and tap into this. We're going to do a little role play. So um, when you're dealing with a toxic relationship, these are some of the four things the, that you may see. You, can, you may deal with all four. <laughs> One of the four Ooh. or three of the four. Right. But you're going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Which one you want to deal with first? What's the first one you said? We're going to defend. Okay. So uh, you want to be the defender? I'll be the defender. Okay. I've been trained oh. by the best. <laughs> I dealt with somebody, but I, it's textbook. So here we go. This is going to be therapy for me, y'all. <laughs> okay. Um, babe, uh, 
when we got when we, when you were opening the do- door uh, when we were going inside the uh, restaurant okay. and we were arguing in the car prior to which we was went your, which was your rest- fault which was your fault the whole argument was your fault but I'm okay I'm not gonna even because I wouldn't even, I was that. trying to have a good day and then you just started arguing out the blue I didn't I, I didn't even do nothing and you just but we ain't gonna talk about that. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, please. Okay. So, so, in moving forward from there, when we walked into the restaurant, you literally like shut the door on me. Like the the door almost hit. I me did not in my shut face. the door on you. I did not even shut the door on you, yeah, babe. When you walked in. You let the door go, and you didn't even look back and, like, have any consideration of where I was. Like, I'm always trailing behind you, and that never happens. But on this particular day, when we were actually arguing prior to... Which I, was your I fault? Okay. Which was your fault? Okay, I'm not going to argue with you on no, that. No, but can you admit but that I, that was your fault, though? I mean, that the whole argument that we had before we got to the restaurant. First of all, I'm taking you to the restaurant because I'm trying to have a good day with you. And then you start an argument out the blue about something that happened six months ago. Like, I can remember that stuff. And then now you're going to bring up some stuff about how we walk into the restaurant and I just, what, hit you with the door. I, I just hit you with the door. So I did that. So I did that on purpose. You just did hit you all the four Ds right now. Uh, but anyway, we can continue. Uh, action. We <laughs> <laughs> did them all I threw, four. I threw like, them all in ooh, there. I threw deflect. I, I did the diminish. <laughs> straight knockout. Man. One hit a quitter. Right. So you, you defended yourself. You didn't do it. <laughs> You deflected from it by bringing up other stuff that yep. don't have you nothing know, to do with that conversation. In the moment, right? You denied it, right? Mm-hmm. What I said because I did not do it, right? And then you diminished it, like you know, man. You, you, always, got you, you always got something to complain about. You always got something to complain about. I ain't even do nothing. Oh my god! I ain't even do nothing. It's like you can't either way. <laughs> you are not validated at what all. What happened in that moment? Right. Can we just deal with this? And that's where I was going to go with next. Like, okay, can we just deal with this and what I'm speaking about right now? You know what I mean? And, so do that. Do that. Okay. Babe, okay. Okay, I'm going to be the, the saint, okay? Yep. <laughs> go ahead. Be the same. Okay. So you're going to try to keep me on target. Okay. Babe, I'm not um, – I, I don't want to argue about what happened, and I do want to address – what happened? I mean, that is, you know, you're, there's validity in that. I definitely want to address that, but I just want to focus on what we're dealing with right now, and then we can talk about that. But right now, in this moment, babe, that really like it, it made me feel as though you were still upset and you wanted to show me how, how upset you were. I just I just felt like you shut the door in my face. All right, now I'm gonna diminish it. All right, you really act like that door really hurt you, didn't? Like, like it just really like knocked you out unconscious or something. Like it just really, I, it just barely probably just bumped, hit your foot or something. But you're gonna act like it just really just knocked you out or something. It almost did. Like, oh like my god! Okay, okay. So you need to go to the hospital. Do we need to go take to the hospital now? <laughs> Do we need to take to the hospital? Well, obviously no, because I'm okay. But oh, see, my, so you admit you was okay. But for my feelings, no, we ain't talking about your feelings. I'm talking about physically because you're gonna make it seem like I'm some abuser or something. Physically, did that door hurt you? Because you said the door hit you. No, you I, hurt me. Oh, I hurt you. Yeah. Okay, how did, how did I hurt you? You hurt me. Because you know, I don't even need to know all that. Because you just, you just always make, you always find any reason in the world to have a problem with me. Not once did you say, hey, thank you for taking me out to eat. I'm trying to take you to a nice little date night. Not once you say, you know, I really appreciate that. Babe, I do. When, okay, can I, I hear that more? Okay, can I hear that more? Lateras, I appreciate you taking me out. So you don't, you didn't mean that. See, now, you, can you had an attitude when you said no. Please? You had an attitude when you said that. I didn't have an attitude. You had an attitude when you said that. Uh, well, so, I so, didn't so, mean so now, to come off as though I was. Having well, say an you attitude. didn't mean to have an attitude, but you had an attitude when you said that. I didn't mean to come off as though, but in within me, I do not have an attitude with you. Okay, just my, like just like okay. Dis- hold on, hold on. No, that's a good point. Within me, you just made it seem like I had an attitude when I pushed the door on you. So well, within me, I didn't have no attitude. It I was an assumption that I was asking don't assume, you. Don't assume. But but don't assume. shouldn't I come to you and ask you to 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 uh, to clarify something if I have not, a question? Not when you have an attitude about it. I didn't have an. Okay, I'm, I don't really don't want to argue. I just want to have a. If you didn't want to argue, when you when you had this conversation, like we 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 walked in the restaurant, we back outside, standing in front of these people walking by, people looking at us. <laughs> these people looking at us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was something else you did. Earlier too, that was so diminishing. Oh, you were like, um, oh, so so really, it, so so really, you tripping off because because I, I slammed the door in your face. It was like <laughs> instead of it being about the whole principle, like you diminished it to 
of being just about the door. A door, and you're saying how it made you feel because, and you have very valid points to say, hey, because especially when you come from a heated situation and you move, people are moving differently. Mm-hmm. So, the, so walking that door nine times out of ten, dude did let the door fall back. <laughs> <laughs> let the door fall back on you. You like. Okay. Right. And then everything you say is a trigger to make him vow, like, no, nah, you did this. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I didn't mean this. Mm-hmm. And just instead of stopping and saying, you know what? I am sorry. Yeah. And maybe I did do that. If I, and, and, and I didn't mean to, I was wrapped up in my emotions yes. and I apologize if that happened. I let's, let's see what that looks like. Oh, Go ahead. All right. We're going to show the healthy part. <clears throat> Babe. You know, after our heated conversation in the car and we were walking into um, the restaurant, um, usually you don't do this. Usually you hold the door open for me. Mm-hmm. And this particular time, you just like let the door go. And it almost like smashed into my face. I had to catch the door. And it made me feel like you, you were in, you were still angry and it was on purpose. Well, let me tell you something. I was angry. I was still angry and I apologize. I never want you to feel like that I would do anything to hurt you or harm you. Um, and then I did notice the lady that was walking in front of me. She kind of looked back at me because she noticed what I was doing too. When I, cause like your purse kind of like fell like down close to your hand uh, when the door hit you. So I do want to apologize for that. Um, and I just want to just have this good night. I just want to take you out and treat you like the queen that you are, make you feel special. And can we just leave the argument that we had in the car? We can get back and discuss it uh, when we leave. Or maybe let's just talk about it tomorrow morning or something. But um, I just want to I just want to celebrate you today. I appreciate that. I love you a lot. You I me? love you so much. All right. Damn. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> When, you're, when, you, when you're heard and validated, it makes you feel so wonderful. And But oftentimes we get with these partners that we're too busy persecuting them. And it's an exchange of like we got these swords fighting each other mm-hmm. instead of saying, come on, we're purpose partners. Let's heal each other with, you know, with right. our words and, and let's create healthy uh, You're spaces. not my enemy. At all. You know what I mean? So if I bring, we have to trust each other enough that if we bring things to each other that we can actually take the time to look at it and evaluate it from an empathetic place and say, you know what, you know, like we help each other to see ourselves. Yes. You know what I mean? So if you trust me, you know, trust that I'm not going to accuse you of something. Yes. You know what I mean? That did not happen. And I'm yes. going to, you know, I'm going to try to elevate you. Yes. And, and pull your coattail to make you better and vice versa. So, you know, babe, I'm all for it. Like, tell me where I missed it. And that's what it should be. So as God continues to build me to be the husband that he's destined me to be, he's teaching me through my kids on how to love them, how to meet them in their emotional spaces, uh, how to heal them from their brokenness. Uh, but I don't want a woman that's already broken. I need her to be healed when she come come to me. And so I take my healed self and her healed self, and we mm. do something great together because mm. I don't need to introduce my kids and no more trauma or drama. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. That's what it's about. But we really get down to it is about trust. It's about communication. And when you talk about, and I watched how your physical, how you transformed with how I spoke to you in the in the other example. Mm-hmm. When when I cover my words with love, then you like, mm. Mm-hmm. Tori so like, come on, boy, meet me in the bedroom. <laughs> right, she was right, like, right. listen, that's 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 foreplay right there. When you when you can love somebody with your words, that's foreplay. Absolutely. And and um and so I want to encourage more men to learn how to talk and and to love. I had these these guests on the podcast, Kariga and Felicia. They were on Black Love, and I told him, I said I had to get you on my podcast because I never heard a man um, cover his words and be so intentional, uh, intentional about how he spoke about his wife. And he, if you haven't seen that episode called Purpose Partners, is absolutely powerful. But to hear a, a black man cover his uh, queen with words of affirmation was just yes, absolutely beautiful. Yes, that's another thing, too. Um, like you say, words of a- affirmation. You know, when we um, have issues or, you know, we need to talk to our partners about things, um, it is it does matter in how you speak to them. Um, something that my brother said that uh, my dad would do when he spoke with him, he would always talk about, instead of 
always coming with the negative first, mm-hmm. you know, or things you, you did wrong it. first. Yeah. Positive, you, negative, positive. Mm-hmm, reinforce, you know, the good things and then come around with the, you know, um, yes, it's not what you do. It's just how you do it. Absolutely. So what is your love important. language? My love language is, um, I would say acts of service. Is that, is that one? Yeah. Yeah. It's one. So what are they? <clears throat> Words of affirmation, acts of service, physical touch, um, Gifts, and is this a five love language? Yes, five love language, access service, and quality time. Okay, quality time definitely, and um, and then acts of service, which I think is quality times, kind of kind of goes hand in hand. But um, well, it depends because acts of service is like if you if your mate or boyfriend or whatever just came over and just mowed the yard. You know, and he's like, oh, my God, I didn't even, he just mowed the yard. That was a service thing. If he, if you walked in your house and he washed the dishes and cleaned your house up, I had a maid service come over and clean up. You're like, what in the, this was nice. And quality time is him physically being there with you just saying, hey, my phone is on silent. I'm being totally. Yeah, nah, 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 I don't need all that. I need the access service. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you to be up under me all the time. You know what I mean? I mean, it's cool, but you know. I'm not needy like that You know what I mean And so And, and no But I would love We should want to be <laughs> yeah. Together But it's not a requirement So it's the acts of service I saw you catching The Holy Ghost When, yes. you, when you were just Hearing acts that Acts of service um, Being there Being um, Seeing the needs Of and your addressing partner it. And addressing them You know Because that's how I am As a woman That's That's what I do You know um, I know what you need Before you even need it And it's already there Baby where's my Oh, oh but there you know, I was just mm-hmm. girl, you better, you better, you better mm-hmm. Or, or you know, let me move this here because I know he's gonna be looking for it later, and yes. so I can, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just yeah, I know he's gonna be hungry, so let me just have this already. I'm, I'm yeah. a, a proactive thinker when it comes to my husband. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So you're single again. What does that look like? What is? Are you dating now? Um, how long? How long have you been divorced? Uh, I've been divorced for some months now. Actually, it it took a long time for it to go through all the way because of COVID. And um, even before that, they were slow at the courthouse. It was in a small small town that uh, we got married. So um, it wasn't like a major city court situation. Um, So anyway, so yeah, it fell through the cracks for like a whole year. And... um, you know, recently I was just like, I just called there. And of course I didn't get anyone on the phone. I didn't, um, I went by there. No one was working there. So I did some emailing and finally after a few emails, I got a response and they just apologized. I didn't have to get a court date or anything. They just went ahead and processed and processed everything. That so I about how long was that? Three months ago, four months ago? Oh yeah, about three months ago. Three months ago. Yeah. So yeah, it may be unrealistic to think that you're out here in these dating streets trying to. Yeah. I mean, I was, like I said, I filed a year ago. So during that time it was just a separation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just finalized, you know. About so, three months ago. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't been dating. So have you given yourself a time where you said, okay, I'm going to, you know, get along with myself for six months and then, or starting the new year, I'm going to be intentional about dating or I may enter into the dating world casually and just go out with guys, but let it be known that I'm not looking for th- anything seriously or what, what does that look like for you? Um, so right now, honestly, um, like I would go out on a date with someone um, if I felt it was um, worth going out, you know what I mean? If it was someone that I felt like, okay, you know, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, getting to know this person or whatever, but it definitely would be just to get to know. It wouldn't be like with a, yeah, I want to get married. Yeah, I'm ready, you know. Um, <laughs> um, and just let it happen organically, you know what I mean? Um, but right now, my my what I am focused on is me, like self-care, yes. um, my career, doing the things that um, that I didn't get, I got to do before, but I just didn't put the energy into it, you know, so now I, I'm, my energy is there with, you know, I have the album coming out next spring and, and all the things that go along with that, you know, that's been my focus, um, you know, working out, getting my body right, eating healthy, um, you know, prayer, meditation, um, that's just been my focus. And really, like, through all of this, this whole journey, like, the self-discovery, yes. you know, 
you know, who I am and, 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 and what I want. And, um, so yeah, that's what it's been about, but I'm totally not closed off to dating. And, um, so we'll see what happens. So Toy, y'all would be remiss if I concluded this podcast without hearing your wonderful vocals. Where did you get, did you start off singing in church? I did. Yeah. So let's go back to those days and I want you to sing, uh, a worship song or some Christ in a song. Okay. What comes to mind? Um, a song that comes to mind is by Yolanda Adams, actually. Mm. It's um, uh, um, Open My Heart. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go I think ahead. It's fitting. It is. It is. All right. Um, alone in a room, it's just me. And you, I feel so lost because I don't know what to do. Now, what if I choose the wrong thing to do? I'm so afraid, afraid of disappointing you, so I need to talk to you and ask you for your guidance, especially today when my life is so cloudy, guide me until I'm sure. I open up my heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. You better sing, girl. <laughs> Your little old self, you sound, man, girl. <laughs> Those people say, how did Yeah, you so little. How did like, come out of you? Because I'm closing my eyes now. When I open it back up, I didn't picture you. <laughs> like, how does that happen? I'm like, I closed my eyes before you started singing, and then I opened my eyes. I'm like, that don't sound like the same person. <laughs> this is crazy. You have such a classic sound. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you, T. Man, I'm glad these people got a chance to hear Latoya London sing. Thanks. I've never listened to those words like that. Mm. Like, that's a perfect song to sing in this season of singleness. Yeah. You know, we find ourselves alone in the room with just – me and God and just say, God, listen, I don't know what else to do. I've, yeah. I don't want to disappoint you. I'm afraid of disappointing you again. And I'm afraid of disappointing myself. And so God, one thing that I'm looking for is your direction. And I'm just going to open up my heart for yeah, you. Yeah. I'm going to wait on a word from you to tell me and show me and guide me, give me discernment on what to do. You know, um, is that where you're at right now? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I do believe that, um, you know, you know, it's okay to, if you see something, say, hey, I'm going to check that out. Yes. You know? But to actually, you know, be consumed with, I need, I need to go find this. I need to, you know what I mean? That's when we do stumble upon uh, what we're not looking for. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I definitely believe that. Toya, let me tell you something. I, Listen, I thoroughly enjoyed having you on the podcast today. Hey, y'all make sure that y'all go follow her. Um, where, you, where are you most active on Instagram? Yeah, mostly. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to drop her Instagram uh, right around here, over here, <laughs> there, somewhere. Um, and uh, make sure that y'all go follow her. Uh, give her a shout out. Let her know that you listen to her on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. And, and, and slide in the DMs and tell her what blessed you. Um, because y'all, I love y'all so much. Y'all are very active uh, on the podcast. Y'all are not afraid to let me know what resonated with y'all, and I just really appreciate that. And I'm really, I'm really thankful, and I'm glad to have had you on the podcast. When did we work together? That was '06. Yeah, that was God, like 14 years ago. In '06, toured in my show issues. We all got them. That was a, that was a dope tour. Yeah, it was my first tour. Honestly, my first national. And your first, that was your acting debut, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Because yeah. I remember you were talking. So you did Color Purple. After that. Like literally the year later. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. I was so proud of you, too. I was oh, like, this girl, that, she started with me. Well, we're moving on. Yeah, so did. That girl went and did <laughs> Broadway. I was like, you better go get it, Nettie. You better get it, Nanny. <laughs> 
Give it up for my homie Latoya London on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I enjoyed myself. Oh, it's so much fun. Thank you for being keeping it lit. I really enjoyed having Latoya London on the podcast today. Listen, I get a lot of inbox messages from people who are transitioning from either marriage and uh, they're going through a divorce and they're dealing with a lot of brokenness or even people that have been in a very emotional relationship with somebody and they're trying to regain and reclaim who they are. Um, God just laid in my heart to actually pray for y'all before I actually read this letter. So Heavenly Father, I lift up anybody who's watching this podcast or listening to this podcast that are going through a transition in their life. And I ask right now for you to heal their broken heart. God, I ask that as they continue to mourn the loss of that love relationship, God, that that you become that balm in Gilead, that you begin to heal their broken heart. God, that in this season, God, that that you reclaim their hearts, God, that you just dig deep inside them, God, and you fill that void with your presence. Wrap your loving arms around them, kiss them on their cheek, and let them know that you are with them and that you promise that you'll never leave them nor forsake them. God, I thank you right now for the journey that we're all on and understanding love. But God, you are love. And so the more that we understand love, the more we understand you. And God, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Dear future wifey, singleness, such a powerful word. The deeper power is in the submission to its season. Allow me to encourage you to fully submit to this short season of singleness. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. I need you to hear that. Don't allow the lack of marital covenant to deceive you into thinking you are lacking. You are more than enough. You are exactly where God wants and needs you to be. Embrace this journey and accomplish everything you can as the amazing single woman you are. Think of me when you grow weary in your well-doing. I'm on my way. I can't wait to join hands with you and walk alongside of you when God says so. I get excited about the sheer possibilities of what our union will bring. Think on these things. Philippians 4.8. Your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit. Live intentionally and transparently. And don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.